0: On the tee from Australia, Adam Scott. There it is, Adam Scott. Expect anything different? Brilliant, what an up and down that was. In
1: your life have you seen anything like that? Welcome to the Clubhouse.
0: Oh yeah, we're back. G'day everyone, welcome to the Clubhouse. Great to have your company, it's 2017. Kicks off an extraordinary year of golf we have to come. Julian Bayard is my name. Mark Allen is here. It's good to be back again. Marco for 2017, how are you? Good,
1: Jules. All set to go this morning. A little disappointed with your 32 points during the yeah. week. Your game has become a focal point of this program. Yeah, Worryingly. <laughs> we need to get you down to four or five yeah. at the end of 2017. I'm, That's I'm, our goal. I'm on the
0: way out, I think. I'm on, on my, the way out. Why? Well, I've got a. I'm at six, yeah. and I've got to play to three at about 19 in my um, oh, okay. handicap list, so I need you to got play a good to three. Sc- you got a good score about to come about out, to go eh? out, yeah, yeah, so it's on the way out. All right, well, now, you could
1: go to seven then by the sounds of it, but we'll yeah, get you going. Lots
0: to get through today. Uh, Justin Thomas, he's in some form. Hideki Matsuyama, I'm going to ask you, is he the best golfer in the world right now? Mm. Because he's in some mm. unbelievable form. Um, Jim Furyk uh, is going to be captain of the US Ryder Cup team. That's we'll get to that. Um is the US PGA Tour going to copy something from the Victorian yeah. Open? Yeah, they are. We'll talk about that. Yeah. And, an, and a pro who lost 32 golf balls in two rounds of golf on the web.com. To yeah, I love watch. those stories. <laughs> huge Did job. you see the weather in ba- in the Bahamas, oh.
1: though? I, I, I was watching, uh, you know, how they replay the golf. I was watching mm. the replay of the golf and just, you know, watched the, the final um, moments of Justin Thomas and Hideki Matsuyama. Hideki? Yep, yeah, That's right. Yeah. Um, watching that and then i kind of watched it finish and i went out and came back and it was still on the same channel yeah and i saw what was happening in the bahamas that was unplayable that golf Extraordinary. course
0: i can't believe they kept playing
1: and the fairways were so narrow for a golf course that is obviously open to wind it's, just yeah, like it's that right you right know, on the, the water the, the golf courses down in king island and and probably at balmburgh as well i mean winds mm. you know untold down there if you, if you if you get down there it's only a 3 club wind you've got yourself a, fan, a cracking <laughs> day a cracking day, um, but the people who designed those golf courses—they made the fairways incredibly wide, as yep. they should. Yeah. So I reckon the people who built that Bahamas golf course, um, they'd want to get their head red a little mm. bit, mate. Because that—that's silly a stuff. <laughs> that's imagine, just, the lo-
0: imagine the locals just heading out there yeah. on a Tuesday afternoon. They,
1: they, they, they had the fairway width of like a I don't know um, a friendly <laughs> club. Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, not golf club, uh, country club a friendly country club layout yeah. in mid-America somewhere where yeah. the wind doesn't blow.
0: Uh, it was silly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, geez, some rotten score. How many balls did that guy lose? 32. 91 and 95 he shot. Greg Easton was his name. Quote, I started with 36 golf balls. I ended with four. <laughs> that's three dozen. <laughs> three dozen he balls he How started he with. he that many balls? Well, that's what you guys He get. must have known that he was going to have no, a mate,
1: bad day. There is nothing better uh, than when you're playing in a big tournament and you're allocated a locker. There is actually nothing better than uh, going in, getting a key, opening up, and whoever's, you know, so if I was playing these days, the tailor-made people, mm. they've put in your three or four dozen golf balls with your name on it, or, you know, your, your six gloves, um, a, a stack of tees, you just whack them into your, you know, there is nothing better than that feeling <laughs> at the start of the week, when you get all those new yeah. balls, and, you know, most pros... It's funny, how you know, When you're an amateur, because you know balls are expensive, and you know that you don't get as many. You might get, you know, when I was an amateur and, and coming through, I was getting um, three or four dozen a month. Yeah. So if you're playing every day, it's not many balls no. at all. You know, you've got to be careful with them. Be washing them. And maybe. then you turn pro, and all of a sudden you're getting two or three dozen a week. Um, and you're still, you know, only using your two balls around type <laughs> thing. Uh, but you soon learn. You soon learn. And then as soon as there's a little nick, yeah, see you up. know, it, see you later. Yeah, throw so, it to the crowd. Yeah, bunker shot. If you hit a bunker shot and there's a little bit of a, yeah, you know, because what, what can happen if you've just got that little bit of a, uh, an edge to your ball where it's a little bit rough um, and it's sitting, I don't know, with the rough side on the very right-hand side in the direction where you're going, if you hit a beautiful shot and it misses that green with a three-wood or something by a foot, Maybe that little bit of rough stuff had something That's to do it. with it. <laughs> so you can't do it. So in the end, you know, you go from an amateur player... Uh Trying to get through a round with one ball and maybe two yeah. if you have to. When
0: you're forking out 750 for a yeah. Pro V1, <laughs> to just going
1: through eight balls around. <laughs> you just don't even care in the end. You're just going through eight balls around. It just doesn't matter. It's good fun. Yep. It really is good fun when you turn pro and and all those things are happening for you and you're playing well and all the rest of it. But, Very nice. Uh, still, losing 32 balls, <laughs> that is a world record. Yep. A world it makes record. Makes us all feel a little bit better about what our you game. Doing? Just hit <laughs> an iron here or there, yeah. mate. Where's your <laughs> at stinger? At least didn't quit. Every pro's got a stinger these days. Yeah. Get the stinger out, mate. Yeah. Get a little low one, <laughs> 10 feet high. And the cut was
0: at 11 over.
1: The cut was at 11 over. Yeah. That's, that's a very high cut. Yeah. That's an extremely high cut.
0: Yeah. Broke uh, a um, record from 1991 of 10 over, which was the highest oh really? cut before that. Yeah. Go
1: back to the 99 Open Championship at Carnousie, which I played. I reckon that cut was 13 over. Right, and they were two good days. Mm. It was the most ridiculous course setup. I think eight over uh, got into a playoff. Right. Paul Laurie, um, Van der and the American bloke who won an open somewhere else. But uh, yeah, that was like an eight over, and you're in a playoff. It's mm. good golf. Was, it was the <laughs> most stupid course set up the world had ever seen at yep. that point.
0: But I want to talk to you, Marco, today. We were talking before we did the show mm-hmm. today about um, getting up and down from within 80 yards. Yeah,
1: that's because I'm asking you about your game. Yeah, and this I'm, is where it leads and us. We,
0: we spoke. I'm sure every local golfer who plays in the Saturday comp or whatever yeah. finishes. If you finish below 36 points, you go and you hit the ball well. You go. What happened to those points? Where yeah. did they go? I I played well. Yeah. but I've walked away. You're walking up 17 or 18. You're on 28, 29 points. You're thinking. What happened today? Yeah, well, look, the, where did
1: they go? It's it's the, a good way to look at your rounds because a lot of people, you know, when they have 32 points and they're on a roll of having 32 points and they feel like 32 points was almost, you know, a reasonable okay. score for the way that they hit the ball. Yeah. Um, you've got to ask yourself this question. Now, I, I, there were two young fellas who I know from Kingston Heath. Or one's from Kingston Heath, one's from uh, the other side of town. One's about to join Kingston Heath, I hope. Uh, Andre and Max, their names are. And uh, they played around at Kingston Heath. Andre shot one under, mm-hmm. which is a nice score, but he, he wasn't particularly happy with with his round. <laughs> yep. It was a pretty nice day. Um, and the other fella, Max, shot seventy nine. And I said, "What's going on?" And with the with the scores boys, he hitting them. And they go, oh, "Not not too not not too flash." I said, "Do me a favor, go through your round, and give yourself an up and down every time you are inside eighty yards." Or 80 metres. Yeah. I better start talking metres. Mm. Every time you're inside 80 metres, just give yourself the up and down and translate the score. So Max went through his entire round and gave himself an up and down from 80 metres in. He went from shooting 79 to 67. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Andre, who shot the 71, shot 10 under. It's a lot more fun shooting 10 under. But the, the moral... <laughs> Absolutely it the, is. Mo- <laughs> the moral of the story... These kids want to turn pro. So the yeah. moral of the story is when you look at the scrambling stats for the best players in the world who are winning tournaments. Mm. They're usually up around 80 or 90%. So if you look at those stats, uh, Max, 79 turning to a 67 when he is at 100%. Let's just give him at 80%. And he shoots 69 uh, And our other mate who shot 71 and wasn't happy with the way he hit the ball, um, give him the same sort of thing. And he's 62, ends up being a 64, which is still a really handy yeah. score. So all of a sudden these kids worked out that you don't have to hit it like Ben Hogan, like you imagined Ben Hogan yeah. to hit the ball. You don't. You don't have to do that. You just have to scramble really well. Mm. So if, and, and, and the best part about it is once you get inside 80 meters, um, you've got two chances of getting it up and down. You can stiff the first shot, whether it's an 80 meter chip or a, you know, a, a 10 meter chip shot. Mm-hmm. You can stiff it and you got yourself the up and down or you can hold apart. Yeah. So you never feel like you know you've, you've always it's almost like a, a you're serving in tennis. You got two chances to get this thing in, and that's the way you've got to think when you're at this level. So you you can either hole your hopefully the worst case scenario a ten footer. Yeah. Or you've just chipped it close and you and you've got it. So that's pretty much the thinking of most of the best pros. They know when they're inside eighty yards. If I stiff this, you know I'm going to the next C with a lot of momentum. Mm. And even if I don't stiff it, I can hold my 10-footer, 6-footer, 8-footer, and still go to the next C with all the momentum. Yep. So that's what I want you to do as well. At some stage during the break, I want you to have a think about your 32 points. I will. So, and we'll come back after yeah. the break, <laughs> and I want you to tell our listeners, uh, if you got up and down yep. from 80 meters, how many ev- points, how many points that right. translates we'll into. work it out in the break. Because I'm tipping it's probably 42. Yeah. <laughs> more than that <laughs> i'm tipping it's probably 42 points and that look that's the key to golf mm. that is the absolute key to golf and you know everyone's got a bit of a club legend um at their particular golf club or you know it's even some of the kids who have you know maybe come back and was a pro for a little while comes back and they're playing off plus two those guys don't hit it awesome all the time you know you might see them hit a rip it rip it off the first mm. but if you actually play golf with them they hit a lot of mongrel shots they hit a lot of really bad shots mm. But they get out of trouble. Yeah. They hold their putts. Scramble. Yeah. They get up and down from bunkers more often than not. And you know, they makes turn, a difference. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. You turn those seventy fives into seventy twos and everyone thinks you're a good player.
0: So you're saying, Marco, instead of going to the driving range and hitting a hundred balls off the tee, yeah, get around a green from yep. within fifty, sixty metres and just yep. work on getting it close. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and and the short putts as well.
1: Mm. You've got to be a demon. You've got to be a demon putter. Mm. Uh, if you, th- this is if you want to play and shoot low scores, if you just want to have fun, yeah. then you know, just bomb it, just bomb it, and <laughs> fill your bag with a couple coldies al- yep. along the way, <laughs> and, and <laughs> nothing, and have a great time with your mates. Nothing wrong with that, and there is nothing wrong <laughs> with that whatsoever. But if you if you're trying to shoot lower scores, yeah, have a look at that short game and mm. see what happens. Yeah, it, it, it is the key to the whole thing. Yep, it really is. It really is. Did you see um, tournament of champions last week? Uh, our mate that. Uh, Joe Monaghan, the new um, commissioner, (laughs) is ripping off the Vic Open idea.
0: Well, I'm I'm glad he is. I'm glad he is too, because you've been rapped about this concept for a number of years. Everybody involved with the Oates Victorian Open... um, it is a fabulous event. So by, everyone, way of, by way of background, in case people out there don't know what this is, is that the Vic Open for how many years now? Two, or uh, three? I, I'm, I'm thinking five that? years. Five years? I'm thinking around five, five years. years yeah.
1: They play at 13th Beach, which is a 36-hole facility, mm-hmm. um, and they have alternating groups of men and women. Yes. And they have two full fields. Yep. Full fields of blokes uh, playing here in Australia, and the last couple of years it's been a European tour event for the girls down at 13th Beach. So it's been sensational. Um, and... What they do is they play alternating groups on both courses the first two days. Then once the cut's established, mm-hmm. they play alternating groups on just the beach course. And the locals come out, little kids, little girls come out to see, you know, the men and the women play. I know as a pro, you're actually watching, like, you're really interested to see how the girls play to the same pin. Yeah. You know, you see all the blokes firing in these big wedges mm-hmm. and they're just spinning it back. And it's, it's interesting to see what the girls, girls are doing are playing. with their, and, and you know, I always imagined that they'd be going in there with, you know, the seven wood or, or whatever. Uh, that's not happening. Nah. They're fizzing it back with their wedges <laughs> as well. Yeah. So that was really eye-opening. Uh, the locals get around it. And, you know, the local footy club and the local netball mm-hmm. clubs, they organise uh, the car parks. Yeah. So it's, it's five bucks or a gold coin donation. Goes. And because of that, you know, it's hugely supported. Yeah. So the footy club... 500,000 prize money, I reckon. 500,000 yep. each event mm. in prize money. And next year, 650,000. So the Oats Victorian Open have been, you know, setting a standard for a while. Joe Monaghan, the new commissioner of the PGA Tour, has said, well, there's only 30 people going around every single year at the Tournament of Champions. Yeah. The women have a Tournament of the Champions as well. Mm. Why don't we... Put them together. Put them together.
0: And have a show. I mean, this guy... Well, the PGA Tour and the LPGA oh. Tour have recently aligned as well. So, it, w- it, it makes sense.
1: Oh, it, it would be a fabulous event. Mm. So, even if there's only, let's say, 60 players... Brilliant. It's just double. Brilliant. And, what, and why they haven't done that at the Olympics is beyond me as now, well. Now you are talking. Yeah. That would have been sensational yeah, that would as be well. Yes. Oh, well, first week, the blokes. Second week, the women. Please. Come on, guys. Let's do it this way. Yeah, Much better. It's a much better event. Yeah, A much better event. Just like, you know, you're going to see the Australian Open tennis coming up. You know, if it was just the blokes playing, I, I don't think they'd get the same crowds. No, not the at all. The women had. And by the way, if it was just the women playing, they wouldn't get the same crowds either. But being able to see it all uh, and taking not only your son, but your daughter, you know, taking the wife to see the girls, it makes a difference. You know, you, you're trying to get the family down to the golf. Oh, I don't want to go. The girls are playing. Oh, the girls are playing. Yeah. All right, well, come let's look. all go. Yeah. We'll go have a look. It's amazing how it works. Yeah. But anyway, this uh, new guy, Joe Monaghan, apparently he used to play ice hockey. Did he? Yeah, he's a pretty tough character. He used to be a captain of his college ice hockey <laughs> team. <laughs> Joe. So I and imagine I, you would have to be pretty tough to be the captain of your college ice hockey team.
0: And I noticed last week, too, he mentioned about moving some of the big tournaments as well, Mark. No? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So the PGA, now yeah, this is really good. Mm. This will interest you because... Um, you you are an NFL lover, yes, and I am too. I I enjoy it. I'm not a lover, but I I I do get involved. Yeah. So I, I'm a watcher. But it's so big in America, the NFL, that to get actually get some clear space, yeah. they're talking about you moving uh, the US PGA, which is in August, and moving it right away. So all the prelim stuff it's mm-hmm. probably the season's probably started in August, has it? So it's either that or the prelim yep. stuff is is well and truly going. So what uh, Monaghan, uh, Commissioner Wanahan wants to do is he wants to move. Uh, the PGA to May, where the Players Championship was. So it used to be the Players Championship used to be in March, and that's why they said bent greens, and it was a much better event. TPC Sawgrass with bent greens, nice cool weather, mm-hmm. uh, and they could play it on bent greens. Uh, but they ended up putting it in May because the Masters was in April. Then May there was nothing, and then June there was the U.S. Open. So they thought, let's make it, you know, April. June, April, May, June, July, August, mm-hmm. with one of the big tournaments in. But now, what he wants to do is he wants to move the PGA to May, and he wants to put the Players Championship back to March, so it is out of the way of the NFL season.
0: Yep, clear so airspace. More media eyes coverage. on golf.
1: More eyes on golf. Yep. and it also, this is, I, I think that PGA, the US PGA has been the, you know, the cousin no one's really wants to talk to, for a long time. Yeah, I think putting it in at May. And so all of a sudden it's the second major of the year. I think that's will be good for the tournament. Yeah. You know, we're, we're almost sick of all the majors by the time all this yep. came around. Oh, all right, The USPJ. Let's have a look. Yep. But if it's in May, oh, all, right, all right. Let's go. This is mm. the second big one of the year. And I think it will give it. I think, it'll I think it will give that a little kick yeah. along. And hopefully one day that tournament uh, gets out of America as well and starts yes. to travel around the rest of the world. Just have a bit of a tour. Which would be good. <laughs> yes. Which would which would be really good. But uh, yeah, keep your eye on this Monaghan character. He's pretty progressive. Uh, you know, he's only been in office for about a month. Yeah. And all this stuff's happening already So I'm, I'm impressed I like it Yeah I'm really impressed With what he's trying to do Nothing wrong with a bit of change yeah, no, Nothing at all Yeah, Nothing hey, at all
0: We've got to get to a break Are Justin, you going to do Thomas? your maths? Are you going to do yeah, your I'll maths? Yeah I'll do it in the break Yeah, uh, About right. uh, your up and downs Let's From see. the 32 pointer Let's see what difference it makes Righto And oh, Justin too. Thomas Yeah Justin Thomas Sudeke Matsuyama yeah. Jim Furyk And Ryder Cup Captaincy 2018 We'll talk about that next This is the Clubhouse Julian Bayard is my name Mark Allen is here As he is each and every week We'll be back right after this In your Have you seen anything like that? You're listening to The Clubhouse. I can't remember the last time I did this much, maths, Mark. Uh, Good. (laughs) This is The the Clubhouse. Julian Bayard is my name. Mark Allen is here. In case you missed it, before the break, we were talking about getting up and down from within 80 metres. And how much of a difference it would make to a round eye. Scrambling, it's called. Yes, scrambling. I So what? You had the. You had
1: a miserable thirty-two, 32 points, points on Tuesday, off six, and, and you looked like going at the seven, and you're disappointed.
0: Yeah, so we went through the scorecard in the ad break. Yeah, um, there were nine opportunities that I missed. That you missed. Yeah, how many times did you get up and down? From five eight? times. Okay,
1: so you were five from fourteen. Fourteen. That's pretty
0: yeah. good. Yeah,
1: that's that's that that's pretty for a your average chop on the weekend for your average weekend warrior. Mm-hmm. Five from fourteen is really good. For a professional golfer, you would be, you know, seriously considering uh, doing a, something a else. A new career, yes. <laughs> You'd be seriously considering doing something else if that was your average. Um, and the guys that win on tour, uh, they usually go around 90% for the week. Mm-hmm. So even if you got them all, which is nice, you, you know, you 32 turns into 41 points. Mm-hmm. But we won't give them all there. But we'll give you up around 80%. So. It, Pretty much forty points, thirty nine yeah. points makes a difference. That if you just t- tidied those up a little bit, but the important thing is that you, the momentum that goes with getting up and down, you know, you're not you're not kicking the coke can from the sixth <laughs> green to the seventh. And, and I was too. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you haven't got that going. You, you're walking from the sixth to the seventh with a, you know, all right, let's keep this let's keep this round going yeah. type attitude, uh, and that's the difference. You know, momentum in. Sport, you know it because I know you know you are very involved in uh, your career and what you do. And momentum in sport is one of the keys. Uh, the the thing that gets you momentum in golf is the non the non bogey. You know, just just keep on churning out the par. Yeah. The birdies will come. That's nice, but you just don't want to go. You don't want to feel like you're going backwards. Yeah. And that momentum, if you if you're scrambling beautifully like a really good pro, then that's it. Yeah, yeah. Ken McCormack. I, I played a little bit of golf with. Um, Mike Clayton. I played with him at uh, Kerr-Lewis on Monday. Clayton's turned 60 this year, shot 71 <laughs> too, so he played pretty well. Yeah. Um, he was telling me he, he caddies for Sue O. Oh. He caddied for Sue O oh in the uh, yeah. Rio Olympics. and um, Sue was doing some pretty silly stuff with the swing, so uh, what what uh, Clayton suggested was that she go and see Cam, um, Cam uh, McCormack, who is Jordan Spieth's coach. Yes. Um, Anyway, so they had a bit of a look at a swing and, you know, just turn your shoulders a bit more. Yeah, we can work with that. Um, Let's get over here and have a look at your short game. And what he did is he set up this area where there were five kind of points, T points. She had the one club and she had to land the ball within each point and the ball had to roll inside the three-foot circle. Um, And if it didn't roll in the three-foot circle, you had to have another go. So I think... She, uh, he told um, he told sue that Jordan Smith does it in seven or eight shots every single time sometimes six shots yeah. which is pretty impressive it's good uh, sue said, he said how many shots are you gonna take it and she said oh maybe eight or nine took it like 24 shots yeah. <laughs> all right so so it's interesting the way that they're teaching yep. you know it, it's the creative mind um, it's not just hitting chip shots it's doing different things with different mm. clubs um, and this this is a very good drill for a lot of players, but that's you know the, most teachers these days. If you're hitting the ball pretty well, then it's you know if you got to a, a elite amateur status or even if you've turned pro and you've done some pretty good things, like Sue, so, the chances are you hit the ball well enough to to be a good player. And we're always just going to you know fiddle away at the edges of your golf swing. But where the money's made is scrambling, mm. and you know Jordan Spieth this week he shoots eight under the last round. Probably just scrambled the, the last three rounds and comes third, yeah. You know, behind uh, Hideki and uh, and also Justin Thomas, who when he's on, he's as good Ooh. as anybody. This kid,
0: Yep. How good? Are you? Best mates with uh, Jordan Spieth. They look very similar on the golf course. I've got to say, yeah, they do. They've got the same mannerisms, yeah. don't, they? don't they? Except one guy hits it about fifty thousand miles, yeah. and
1: the other bloke <laughs> just hits it straight yep. and gets up and down all the time. When Justin Thomas is going though, I mean, he just he's he's drive, he's he's golf swing. Ooh. And his action, it it is so good, um, and you know, there's a, there's a couple of them going. Patrick Reed does a little bit as well, but the left foot, you know, is almost airborne uh, just after impact, which is unusual. Mm. You know, Bubba Watson does it a little bit yes. as well. Um, Seve Ballesteros used to do it when he was, you know, really going to the town on a drive. So there's a there's there's been a few players doing it, but you know, to win twice already this season, pretty much locks up a spot in the Tour Championship. So. <laughs> Not just getting into the FedEx Cup. Yeah. He's pretty much locked up a spot in the top 30. Yep. He's going he's gonna to breeze through. Uh, he'll get into the President's Cup team. Yes. Uh, that'll get in this year. And he's the only bloke who can beat uh, Matsuyama at the moment. Yeah. He's the only one. So well, Matsuyama's had the last six events. Oh. What's he done? He's won four. Yep. Come second twice, twice. And the bloke that beat him... JT. Was JT. So, you know, the, Hideki, uh, the way he's playing... And that pause at the top. Oh, I wonder
0: how many players are just, just thinking, maybe just stop fiddle. there. How many blokes are going out on a Saturday, going, and the practice fairway beforehand, and yeah. just going, you know what? I might just pause there, and just that's, make sure I am good. That's what happens.
1: That's that, that is honestly what happens. You know, Jack Nicholas. Well, look, let's go back. Ben Hogan started swinging the club flat. Yeah. So you know, Peter Thompson started swinging the club flat. I mean, uh, Jack Nicholas comes along, and he's got this big one piece takeaway, and started driving the legs. Greg Norman big one pace you know starts driving the legs i wonder how many people with a decky the way he's going at the moment you know he's not There's one majors but the way he's going i wonder if they're just trying it i wonder if some of the quick hi, the quick hipped pros that are getting around where they know that you know the hips go first and the arms are trailing behind and the ball can go absolutely anywhere when that happens i wonder how many of them are actually just putting in place a little miniature pause, yep. a tiny pause <laughs> at the top of the golf swing. Because when he's on, it looks great to watch. Oh, and he's so strong. Have you seen the thighs on this yeah. kid? He's a strong, strong golfer. Yep. And he's bombing as well. Not as far as Justin Thomas, but, I mean, miles. Mm. A long way. So, um, you know, for all these people, the change of direction is so important. You feel like you've got to get something kind of happening to get the move the ball out there. Well, clearly you don't. Clearly you don't when you see someone like Matsuyama swing the club.
0: What did you make of the uh, the course there at uh, the Kapalua Plantation, Marco? Oh, do you like it or do you think it's a bit? Yeah. Well, 17's the 17th hole. Can we talk I about mean, Justin Thomas?
1: Oh, Justin Thomas was five shots up yep. with a few holes to play. He made a double bogey on about the 15th hole yes. on the par five. It was a disaster. Had to get within one, he gets to 17, and they flashed it up on the screen. 551 yard par four. Yep. 500 metre par four. Uh, he had drive and a six iron to about three feet and taps it in. I think uh Sammer three-putted, didn't mm-hmm. he, Dickie? Yep. Yeah, he three-putted. Yeah,
0: had the pressure and yep. hit it about six foot past.
1: Tournament, tournament yeah. over. Um, the views are unbelievable. Mm. The fairways are so wide. <laughs> it is unbelievable. Uh, and I think the, gra- the, the graininess on those greens... Almost impossible to read. I, I mean, I saw more golfers scratching their head yeah. after hitting a putt last Going, week than I ever have.
0: How many putts did they hit? And then they look at their caddy and go, What, what happened? What was yeah, that's that? Right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right.
1: I think there are more surprises yeah. on the greens there than anywhere else. Um,
0: I like the um, the intrigue on it quite a number of the holes where d- hitting driver potentially has so many advantages into a par four. Yeah. But then the blokes who would lay up yeah. and then hit a shot in from 80 yards. Yeah would quite often and quite more make birdie yeah. than the blokes who would hit driver. Yeah. And the, the risk v reward on that shot, I, I find yeah. it fascinating.
1: Well, the stats guys and, you know, a lot of these pros now, mm. they've got their team and within that team is a stats guy. And every stats guy is telling these players that don't worry about laying up anymore. The closer you get it to that hole, yep. the more likely you are to get it up and down. But there are situations on that course Yes where that does not work. You know, they were on hanging lies, in rough, nowhere to land the ball, and no way of spinning the ball. Mm -hmm. And actually, when you hit driver, no way of keeping the ball on the fairway. You pretty much just ran into the rough. So I heard probably what you heard as well. The commentator's just laughing. Yeah. What are these guys doing? (laughs) I don't care what happens. If you hit it back on top of the hill, you'll get it closer than if you hit it down that hill every single time. And the more players that went down with the driver... And you know, hit it forty feet past, or didn't actually get it onto the green. Yep, it was laughable.
0: There was there was one instance I reckon where Justin Thomas hit it into the rough and ended up in a in a divot. Yeah, on the I right. Saw I saw that. I saw that. Was it Patrick Reed he was playing with it at the yep, time? and had the and it was Right next to him, about three inches away, <laughs> yeah. and had the perfect lie. Yeah. and I don't think either of them put it all that close in no, no. there. I think they no. both rolled it past. But then the hole previously, Jimmy Walker was playing, who really yeah. laid up, yeah. knocked it within. Two feet and made birdie. I like
1: the way he plays, Jimmy Walker. Yeah. He played terrible out here at uh, the World he Cup at Kingston. Yeah. Like horrible, <laughs> really bad. Um, Ricky Fowler saved the day for the American team there, but uh, geez, oh, he's pretty impressive. They kept on showing slow moes of Jimmy Walker through impact, and through impact, he's as good as anyone I've ever seen. He's well, I can't be believe funny loopy thing going at the top. I can't believe impact we've gone wrong.
0: 20 minutes and you haven't talked about his shorter driver yet. Now, <laughs> thank you for reminding me. How about
1: that? Yes. He was just messing around. 42 and a half inch driver. That, that is as long as my three-wood. And I've got the shortest three-wood in <laughs> the business. Yeah. So he's got you know, the, the, the amount of lead tape that they must have put on his uh, driver head to actually get the swing weight up. Because you know the drivers that you would buy off the rack these days, they, they, I don't care whether it's TaylorMade, Callaway, Titleist, you're not going to find one under forty-five and a half inches. Women's standard is forty-four and a half inches. Mm-hmm. So a women's sta- a woman's standard driver is longer than the mm-hmm. driver I've got in my bag. It, it, it's impossible.
0: Yep.
1: It's wrong. It's wrong. And the pros don't do it. So Jimmy Walker, his stats guy, we're talking about stats guys mm-hmm. before. His stats guy said you've just got to hit more fairways, dude. If you hit more fairways, you'll win more tournaments. Mm-hmm. So he had a forty-four inch driver anyway, folks. So he hasn't gone from forty-six to forty-two. He had a forty-four inch driver in the first place, and he cut it down an inch and a half. So he he's done that. He's swing weighting at D D1. one now. D one's a light swing weight for a man. Uh, normally the fellas have it at D four, D five, something like that, or D six. So it's pretty much swing weighting like a woman uh, a women's club. But you couldn't get it any. You couldn't actually get it done any any other way. Um, even with you know filling it, filling the head with uh, with the melt that uh, that some of the players do, but um, you know it, it just shows you it just shows you the importance of hitting fairways. And I know his his driver was forty two and a half, and his three wood he cut that down too to forty one mm-hmm. and a half. So I've got my woods at the moment, and I've got a forty one inch five wood, uh, which is eighteen degrees, which is probably like an old forward. Um, and I've got a a 42-and-a-quarter-inch 3-wood and a a 44-and-a-quarter-inch driver. Yep. And that's pretty standard for most of the people that are playing professionally out there. Maybe a little bit longer with the 5-wood and the 3-wood. But, you know, folks, seriously, if you get the chance to be fitted for a driver... Don't
0: get it off the shelf.
1: Just ask for it. I mean, if you're 6-foot tall, um, it should be 44. 44 44-inch, right? 44, 44 44-and-a-half tops... And if you're down around the four, four foot, you know, five foot eight mark, then it should be well, probably forty four or less, mm-hmm. forty three and a half. And what what happens is you're going to hit the center of the club face more often. And if you hit the center of the club face more often, you're going to get more distance than this other stuff. And mm. most people, you know, if they're hitting draws with a forty six inch club, the club is coming so far from the inside that you're always going to drop kick every shot mm. with a forty six inch club. <laughs> it's just wrong. And you know, unfortunately, so many people are fitted for drivers in a net, in a shop somewhere, and the only number they're looking at is uh, the club head speed, and the ball speed, off the off the off the driver face. I wish they wouldn't do that. They should put those stickers on the club face, and they should say, "Listen, at 46 inches, you've hit the club face once. Mm-hmm. Let's get a 44 <laughs> incher, put the same thing on, and you you'd probably hit it, you know, six times yeah. out of the six balls you might hit." Yeah. So. All the pros are doing it. All the pros are too smart, and it, you know it's funny. You see the clubs that come out of the tour van, and I'm still lucky enough to get my clubs out of a tour van. They've got this little area where you can fill the club with weight, uh, and that means you can have them a little bit shorter. Yeah. Uh, the clubs you get off the rack these days, there's no little hole mm-hmm. for you to fill anything up, and they're all basically weighted, so they come out at forty-five and a half or forty-six inches long. Yep. it's really, really unfortunate.
0: Did you read the uh, the story about how uh, Jimmy Walker cut down his driver originally? No, just went to a mate's joint. Yeah, the they did. I did. Re- they got the saw and they actually hacksawed it yeah. through the grip. Yeah. They did,
1: they thought they'd keep the grip on yep. so that the uh, graphite shaft wouldn't fray. Yeah. I've never heard of that before and in my just, life.
0: Then just got the tape out. Yeah, <laughs> just to test it out.
1: And then put all the lead tape all over the head. But yeah, I, I I bet it. I wonder. I'll have a look at his driving average for last week and we'll compare it to maybe his uh, average of last year. Yeah. Because I don't don't reckon you'd lose too much yardage with the 42-inch. And and someone like him... We'll have a look. We'll do that. You did your homework in the last break. (laughs) I'll do my homework in this break and I'll
0: talk to you in a tick. we'll, We'll come back right after this. This is The Clubhouse right around Australia. In
1: your
0: life have you seen anything like that? You're listening to The Clubhouse. Yeah, you certainly are. It is the clubhouse right around Australia. Julian Bayard is my name. Mark Allen is here as well as he is each and every week as we talk all things golf right around Australia. Now, before the break, we were talking about Jimmy Walker because Marco's. <laughs> this just is obsessed going to look with bad. Him. Now, he is going to be this week's Honda Power Player of the Week all because right. he's done something for Marco that's made him very, very happy. The Power Player of the Week for Honda Power Equipment. Honda's 42 and a half inch driver for Jimmy Walker. $29. Yeah, it is Honda's four-stroke and Garden Range, on sale from $329, only at the Specialist Honda Dealer. That's the four-stroke and Garden Range, perfect for summer, on sale from $329. Now, the shorter driver for Jimmy Walker. Hey, what was he averaging? This, this is going to
1: look bad, I know, because you are laughing before when you went through it. You've got the computer in front of you. Yeah. What was he averaging off the tee last year?
0: 2016, Okay. He was averaging I'll just get it back up Because I've jumped to 2017 So just give me one second 2016 His driving distance was 301.3 yards Right That's for a whole season
1: Mm. That's for a whole season And a lot of their season Is played Not at sea level important. Why, Why not? is considered sea level? air pressure. This can't be good. This I know can't be good. It's going to sound bad coming up, <laughs> no. folks. Go on. And last week, so he's cut his driver down to 42 and a half inches, yep. which is a three wood, mm-hmm. which is basically a three wood, folks. Yep. Um, in fact, it's a short three wood. I think most three woods that you buy off the rack is uh, are around 43 and a half inches long. So he's using a driver that was an inch shorter than most three woods that you would go into a golf shop and buy it off the rack. So extremely short in the modern age. Mm-hmm. Extremely short for yesteryear. Jack Nicklaus used to play a 43 inch driver his whole career. Mm-hmm. 43 and a half inch driver, something like that for his entire career with the Persimmon Wood. Um, and Jimmy Walker with his great big head was using a 42 and a half incher. And what did he average last week off the tee at Hawaii? 275. Oh, <laughs> God.
0: So, so he's it, dropped 25.
1: That reads like he's dropped 25,
0: but there's no way. So you want to put some riders on it?
1: Yes. Well, yeah. you said before that he hit a lot of irons. He, he was did. one of the guys that were ly- laying up off the tees. What you said that? Yeah, before, I, didn't I did you? say that. You did
0: yes. say that before. Yes. So, we'll, we'll, and, and you see in the ad we'll break. Keep, oh, hang on, this course has got a lot of up and down. Yes, dry, it does. Up and down holes. A lot of wind holes.
1: <laughs> it's like it, it. There's no way it cost him twenty five yards, folks. Yep. It might have cost
0: him ten. But let's see what he says over the next couple of weeks. Well,
1: let's see if he keeps on
0: using it. Yeah. Because his stats men will have more of an idea yeah. about what it's costing The
1: other thing that will happen too is that in <laughs> Jimmy Walker will get one made. Mr. Titleist in the States will say, listen, Jimmy, you don't have to do that sort of stuff. You don't have to f- put lead tape all over the head. Of we'll, we'll wait one up for you, mate, and we'll get you a 43-inch driver. Yeah, That'll make you happy. Mm. So let's wait for that one to yep. come out. <laughs> I'm sure it'll end up going back to 43 and a half or 44-inch driver, something like that. There it is. But it, like, folks, if you're looking to hit more fairways, like Jimmy Walker is, just shorten that driver up. Oof. Shorten it up, put some lead tape on, get the get your pro to help you. Don't hacksaw it through the grip like Jimmy Walker did. Get it done properly in your pro shop.
0: There he is, Jimmy Walker, this week's Honda Power Player of the Week, all for Honda's four-stroke Lord & Gun range on sale from 329. Before the break, Jim Furyk is going to be the new Ryder <laughs> Cup captain for the US for 2018. Quickly, thoughts? Good, bad? otherwise,
1: Bad. No, he's bad for the game, Jim Furyk. Mm. Hang on, Mister Six Hour Round, oh. the slowest player in the world. <laughs> Kids look at him as a hero, and you know th- he's just so stodgy when he plays. I can't stand it. So hopefully he's not go- not going to be a stodgy captain. Yeah, I mean that. He's a stodgy player, bad for the game. <laughs> Short and sweet. <laughs> well, he, is? <laughs> he is. Hey, did you see the Master of the Amateurs last week? Um, Six hour rounds at Royal Melbourne. Oh, that's not good. There's no reason for... The only reason for that is that uh, the course might have been a little unplayable yeah. at Royal Melbourne. Six-hour rounds is ridiculous. Yep. Um, that could be a factor, because it's a uh, President's Cup year this year, 2017. It is.
0: And then 2019 is, of course... Yes.
1: Uh, it's, well, it's here in Australia. It is. But, and it's pretty much going to be Kingston Heath or Royal Melbourne. Mm-hmm. But um, if I was Royal Melbourne and I had a tournament like that uh, on my doorstep each year, I'd be making it as playable as possible just so you get the trust yes. of the big boys who are coming to town because if if they don't think... Composite? You, if you, yeah, it'll be a composite course but if they don't think you can set the golf course up to where it's playable um, then you might lose the, the President's Cup might go Kingston Heathway because yep. I'll guarantee it so got, you, you, there has to be a trust factor there uh, and six-hour rounds at the Master of the Amateurs last week. I'm not blaming the kids. I think the pins were too tight for the speed of the greens. And the greens were rock hard. Yeah, Madness. So that'll be interesting to see. It wait will and be. See.
0: Oh, let's wait, and, wait see. and see. You might have played golf with someone during the week that may have a say. Yes. We'll that, talk about that next week. That,
1: <laughs> intel, <laughs> that intel comes from somewhere. <laughs> uh, anyway... Well, well, let's see what happens. Because they're going to they're gonna have to make that announcement yep. very, very, very soon, whether it's going to be Kingston through or Melbourne.
0: Got to get to a break. Your masterclass is up next. Got a good one?
1: Yeah, Always.
0: Always. Finish off the show with a free golf lesson from Mark Allen. Stick around. Marco's Masterclass. There it is time to get a free golf lesson from the number one teacher in golf on radio. His name is Mark Allen. It's all for Club Mandalay Golf Course. If you're going to hit the golf course this summer, play mm. golf at Club Mandalay, clubmandalay.com.au. And... You can save 10% when you book online using this code, CMGOLF. CMGOLF is the code. Put it in on Mm -hmm. the website. You get 10% off, clubmanderley.com.au. Good stuff.
1: Uh, The hottest golfer in the world at the moment is the Deku Matsuyama. I was watching him chip last week. and watching him practicing his chipping last week. Uh, The coverage is very, very good if you get up early enough. Um, He was working on with his chips, turning his hips. Because when you get nervous in this game, You don't want to move too much. You feel like being stable is the key uh, to performing well under pressure. It's not the case. You need to turn those hips. If you just do a little practice swing with your golf club, and I'm talking about whether it's a 10-yard chip or a 30-meter pitch, if you just do your little practice swing, you'll notice that your hips turn quite nicely. Mm. But when it comes time to hit the ball, if you're a little bit nervous with those shots, then the instinct is to, see, is, is to be very still so you don't duff the shot. But that actually gets in the way because if your hips stay still and your arms swing back, then by definition, your arms are now behind your body. Mm-hmm. So do what the best player, the hottest player in the world at the moment does when he chips and pitches. So you've got to turn your hips no matter what. And here's another one. If you're not turning your hips in the bunkers, then you're in real trouble. Most people get in the bunker And they're like uh, the rabbit in the headlights. They just don't know what's going to happen. And again, the instinct is to just not move. And they make a short backswing. And when you're trying to hit the ball fat and get it out, when you make a short backswing and you hit it fat, the ball's not going to go anywhere. So what I see uh, for people who don't play bunkers, well, they don't move their hips at all in bunkers. So when you're chipping, pitching, or playing in the bunkers, remember, just like uh, the great man said from um, Happy Gilmore. (laughs) Chubbs Peterson. Oh, Chubbs. It's All in the hips. Yeah. Got to turn those hips, no crocodile, matter what you do. Crocodile That's it, That is exactly right. <laughs> al- Alligators. Little, little turn <laughs> of the hips. A little turn of the hips when you chip, when you pitch, and especially when you play a bunker shot. Yes, important. absolutely important. And uh, you'll you'll go to another level with your chipping. And hopefully, you're going to turn those 32 <laughs> point days into the 41 pointers, just like you, Joel.
0: Yep. I'm going to get out on the uh, practice green, Marco. Yeah. Inside sort of. 50, I want you 60, to bring sandwich. an old sand
1: iron in here, and I want yep. you to just do some little chipping up and down the hallway here yep. at Croc Media yep. and get it organised, please. I will. I will. And turn those hips yep. on the chips, pitches, and most importantly, turn the hips on the bunker shots as well.
0: All for Club Mandalay. Hit the golf course, clubmandalay.com.au. Play golf up there. It's golf in Melbourne's north. Marco, it's been a pleasure.
1: See you next week. I we want a 42-pointer next 42. week from you. We'll, we'll see. See you, buddy.